0: Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Cozy up with a dramatic contemporary novel from Christina Suzanne Nelson. In her new book, What Happens Next, popular podcaster and ex-reporter Faith Byron has made a name for herself telling stories of greatness after tragedy, but her real life does not mirror the story she tells. When she's asked to spotlight her childhood best friend's missing person case on her podcast, She uncovers desperate secrets and must face the truth before she can move forward. Get 30% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase What Happens Next by Christina Suzanne Nelson. Friends, Trisha Goyer here, and I am with my new friend, Blake Gache, and we are going to be talking about this amazing book, Confessions of a Crappy Christian, which the title is amazing. But for Blake, for those who may not be familiar with you, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I am the host of Confessions of a Crappy Christian, which is the podcast that was first. And then my book Yeah, right there. Is Confessions of a Crappy Christian as well. There she is. And that <laughs> came out in October. And yeah, it's just all the conversations that I was already having. And wanted to see more of online, which started about four years ago. And it's now a book and we hang out on Instagram and all the things.
0: I love that so much. Okay. So let me tell you the problem that I have with your book and talking with you. I would listen to a chapter because I listened to it on on Audible. I love it. And I would listen, I'm like, okay, we're definitely going to talk about this. I'm going to ask these questions. And then we get to the next chapter. Wait, like, no, I'm actually going to talk about this and ask these questions. And I finished earlier today. And until I got to the end, like, I'm like, I want to talk about every single chapter, talk about every single thing, because you were right. These are things that not a lot of people are talking about that I'm like, oh, my goodness. I totally want to talk about this, but I'm afraid to talk about this because I'm afraid of people are going to say it. I don't want to make other people feel bad. So it's all the things in the book. So let's just... Before we jump in and talk about specific topics, what are some things and why did you choose some of the topics that you picked for this book? They're all
1: experiences that I have had, I'd, I'd say the last 10 years, really cumulatively, between becoming a new mom, you know, getting married, becoming a new mom, be, trying to build a business, encountering hustle culture, getting involved in church. Like these were just all the things that there are a lot of things that are being talked about that are being talked about so well, so well, so well, so much so that I almost tried to not even really talk about this things. Cause I'm like, yeah. this person's this person's killing it. Like go, talk, <laughs> go listen to this person about friendship, go listen to this person about like women in leadership. I love pointing people to other women because there's so many conversations that are being had really well. There are just a few that have become like ones that I love that I'm having again, like in real life or with God. I'm like, Hey, what about this? Let's talk about this. And people are drawn to that. Just like they're drawn to the other things that other people are doing. Well, it's just, Oh yeah. I like you were saying, wait, no, yep. That one. Oh no, no, no. That one too. You know, yeah. so things like friendship breakups or wrestling with your own theology or encountering like Christians that aren't very nice or, you know, having your trust broken. It's just, all of those kinds of, they are me- they are a little bit messier a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I love it. And so like, I think one of the things that I remember early in the book, you talk about that trying to just keep up and compare yourself and the hustle culture and all the things. And that really resonated with me because even though I've written lots of books, there'll be conferences when I'm sitting there and I see like someone's giving their keynote or they're talking about what they're doing. And I feel like I'm such a failure. Like I am not doing a good job. And I need to work harder on this and I'll start making a list of all the things I need to do. And which is crazy. Cause someone would say, well, you've written over 80 books. Like obviously you're doing That's something. Right. But I think. you have 10 kids. But have okay. 10 kids yeah. <laughs> but those comparisons are like everyone does it. And yeah. I've said it before, like when we always compare our weaknesses with someone else's strengths. So we see these That's people it. with their platform and they're doing this one thing really well and maybe we might do, be doing these other like three things really well, but we're not doing that one thing. It, it just that those voices, like we're not enough. We can't do it. And so then we try to do the thing that they're doing and it's not a good fit for us. It's not with our personality. Like it's not, it doesn't come naturally. And again, we feel this failure. So talk about a little bit about that and just like that chasing after something that you realize, like, this is not what I'm supposed to be chasing after.
1: Right. Well, I think, let's talk to women specifically right I'm not saying that there aren't guys tuned in but I think we have different experiences we as women have been kind of like told what to want Mm -hmm. and I wonder how many of us are asking if it's what we like what it what God actually has as best for us and that can be anything like and and I've always lived that way right I've always lived like wanting the thing that I was told that I should want yeah until I kind of started getting some of them not like I don't I love my husband I love my kids it's not <laughs> like that kind of stuff but I started getting some of these things to being like wait 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 I don't this isn't I don't like how I got here I don't like how I feel being here and having to let them go like that's really difficult and so I think that that's why women are so susceptible to like what I talk about in the book as hustle culture, Mm -hmm. this idea that if I can work hard enough, be good enough, I can earn my way into some kind of worthiness, some kind of love, some kind of affection. And the message back is just, you've already got it. Mm -hmm. It's already available to you. How about we pull apart some of the lies that you're believing about yourself, about God, about other people that are keeping me from experiencing the fullness of that, and it's because I was her for so long that I'm able to like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. And then those feelings like I when we adopted we ended up adopting, adopting seven kids in like five years time, which is <laughs> crazy. And looking back, I'm like, what, what were we thinking? But anyway, exactly. Yeah. And the house was just a mess, and I was so overwhelmed, and the kids came from trauma. I was trauma you've talked about trauma in your book you can talk about that mm-hmm. but all the things and I remember just like just crying in my laundry room like tears streaming down my face I can't keep up with all this filthy laundry and all the kids and I don't even like myself in these moments because I'm yelling at the yes. kids, to after themselves and I felt like this still small voice say I love you anyway and like God's like mm-hmm. I don't need you to always be calm with your kids or always have the laundry caught up or always meet your book deadlines. Like, I love you. And it was that, like that moment I realized, like, I believed he didn't love me. Like, even though I would have said, oh yeah, God loves me. God loves me even when I fail. Like, I didn't right. feel that. I didn't feel, I yeah. felt like I needed to perform and do these things. And it took a while for me to sit down with my Bible and I talk about it in my book, Heart Happy. Why did my heart think I couldn't be loved? Why yeah. did I feel like, God would abandon me if I didn't do everything. And it takes that digging and getting in God's word, which is another thing you talk about in the book, <laughs> but um, for us to really believe that. And so I think I love what you're saying that we think we're supposed to get these things because other people are saying we should be striving for these things, but it really takes listening to that still small voice and hearing from God and feeling loved completely just as you are before mm-hmm we can change or we can become who he designed us to be.
1: Yeah. Can I read a quote real quick? Yes, My friend friend sent me this quote the other day, because we were just kind of talking about like how like crazy and all these struggles that have been in both of our like past years. And I don't know what this quote is from. I need to find it. She didn't send me a reference, but God allows us to struggle and work through setbacks for a simple reason. He wants us to grow and develop the character and competency that ultimately enable us to succeed. Because when you get something that you don't work for, you won't know how to value or maintain it. Mm. Like just the, like you may, I have been the person that was chasing after something and kept like falling on my face, falling on my face, falling on my face. And in a moment you're like, what the heck? Like I... <laughs> Am I hearing you wrong? Which sometimes you can be. Or am I on the wrong path? And sometimes you are. And sometimes all of that beating up is just, and not that God's beating you up, but the that life is beating you up is teaching you to like, listen and have faith and trust him. And like that's something only the economy of Christ offers us is like, even if you did get swept up in hustle culture, even if you did start believing that your identity and your worthiness are found in what you can do, He can still use that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And in the minute uh, you talked about that too, like, and I want you to share a little bit about your trauma that you went through, but in those moments you're like, God, how could you allow this hard thing? These traumatic moments to happen to me? Like I've been mad at God before. Like, like, seriously, like, I don't, I love you, but I didn't want to talk to you right now. And I'm yeah. This is so hard. After we adopted kids from hard places, it got hard, hard. Yeah. Like, angry kids, I, me angry, like all these things in my house, super challenging. And I remember just like, how could you even allow this to happen? And I had to mm-hmm. get in God's word. I had to get on my knees. I had to talk to people that had been with kids in trauma. I had to, uh, you know, go through some really hard stuff. And we are so much better now. It is there's some kids, some of my kids still do not like me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. honestly, they still do not like me. Some are out of the house and do not like me. It's just, it's hard relationships. But when I'm at conferences and people come and talk to me and I'm sharing part of my story, that's what they don't want to talk about. How mm-hmm. did you get through the trauma? How did you not be mad at God? How did you deal with the situation? And I just am able to have these conversations and pour into people, which I would not have been able to do it before. Exactly. Adopted kids and everything's easy and they would have not related. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, let us pray right now. Because right. I remember being in that situation. And it makes us it expands our view of God and others and have compassion and empathy. Where before, if we just came everything came easy, we'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> like Right. It, well, you, compa- and, your capacity
1: yeah. for understanding and compassion is so much lower. Yeah. Before life beats the crap out of you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I would love to hear about, share a little bit about your story of trauma and just, I love how you said like, why is mental health and the, and the hard stuff? Why do we not think it's okay to talk about this as Christians? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. When my
1: oldest was about one, she had this major medical event and ended up like intubated, you know, they they couldn't confirm that we were gonna get to keep her that she would mm-hmm. live, and it was incredibly traumatic. And I did not handle it well. I tell this whole story about like everybody being like, "You seem so okay. I can't believe like with what you've been through that you're okay." And I was very not. I'm just a good pretender, yeah. and you know that that just turned into this huge snowball that ended up just kind of taking over. And my I let my mental health get so bad. Mm-hmm. And I made a promise to like myself and my husband and my, my God, like I, I will never let it get that bad again. And thus far, I don't know, we've brushed it. A <laughs> <of times. laughs> there are some things that are not like within my control, but um, but yeah, that that really opened the door for me to start having these conversations in real life in the church about like I can very vividly remember being like I have Jesus I shouldn't need
0: exactly
1: Prozac I have Jesus I shouldn't need therapy you know and it's because we don't know how to make how to understand mental illness as an illness Mm -hmm. you know and and it's a very like convoluted that's a whole different you know rabbit trail but I I will say that in my experience of being somebody who struggled with mental health since I was a kid, the church has come so far, mm-hmm. like so far in the right direction, in my opinion, by and large. Obviously, there's always going to be some people that take things a little too far, but I'm really like so thankful for how much that conversation has changed and like love getting to, you know, contribute to it.
0: Yeah. And I think we think, uh, you know, if we pray, if we do the right things that we won't struggle. And there's moments like I would find myself in the fetal position under my comforter, crying like I cannot deal with this. I can't deal with life. I can't. And talking to my doctor about it. She's like, well, I can give you something that will help you be able to Mm -hmm. handle this better. And for a season, that really helped me. Yeah. Going to a counselor really helped me. And I thought it would just be like me laying there pouring out the problems, Like I barely got words out of my mouth. He's like, well, what about this? Have you thought of this? Mm-hmm. So what could you do differently? And I'm like, wait, you are that's like one problem. I have like 20 more I want to talk to you about, but he didn't yeah. let me just sit there and wallow in all the things. He's like, okay, what can you do differently? Right. How exactly. Can How can your husband help you? I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. And it just, it changed my shift so much that I didn't have, I didn't continue wallowing all those things. I'm like, Oh, right. I could this. we could do this differently. It just helped me so much. But it took me realizing like, yes, I'm praying daily. I'm in God's word, but I need someone who has some advice that can help. Exactly. Point in that direction. We
1: weren't meant to go through life alone.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So I love that you're able to share that and share that all of us go through traumatic things and it's okay to get help in these mm-hmm. areas and it's okay not to be okay And to let other people know that you're not okay. Like your friends are thinking you're doing fine. And you're like, no,
1: we're not doing fine here. I know. And I just like, I don't want us to let it get there. And that doesn't mean that we should trauma dump on people. And that doesn't mean that, you know, there's not a discernment in these conversations, but like start telling people you're not okay so that you can get more okay sooner. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's so good. And I think when we try to like hide the situation, it's not helping other people. Because then when they're not okay, they think it's just them. It
1: just gets perpetuated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So So what advice would you have if someone is feeling like, okay, I'm where you guys were. This really hard thing was happening, which I think so many hard things have happened to all of us in the last couple of years. But there's more trauma that people are facing. What encouragement would you give them if they're like, I don't know where to go. I don't know how to get help. What should I do?
1: I'll be honest. I would start with therapy, start by like finding, there are online options now that'll like let you find a good match. You know, ask if, you're, if your church is a church that is, you know, open to those conversations, they may be able to recommend somebody. But I would always say like, and also therapy is like dating. Like you may not click with the first one and that's okay. It doesn't have to be a whole personal thing. You can find somebody else, but like, I'm really thankful to have been able to, like you were saying, find somebody that didn't just let me wallow that wanted to make a plan Mm -hmm. to essentially get me out of the hole that I was in. That was nobody's fault. It's just where I was. And so, you know, I think if we look at scripture, it tells us that we are a body with a bunch of different body parts and a bunch of different gifts. And some people have the gift of taking psychological chaos and helping you make a plan, go let them be good at what they do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and help I love you, that. like, get out of the woods, and then, like, if medication, or supplements, or changes need to happen, like, let's get on our feet a little bit, and then we can, like, start making some changes to our lives.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so helpful, and I think that just us talking about it is just helping yeah. help someone else out there say, okay, this is something that I need to do, that I don't have to be ashamed, or feel like, I'm not trusting God enough or loving God enough or doing the right things that there's other resources out there that can help me I love how you said like we're all part of a body like let someone else do their job to yeah help that is so good all yeah. right so something else I want to talk about church yeah. hurt because yeah. I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> so she's talking about it because right before covid we had hard hard situation in a church that we loved so much. And looking back, we were going through so much trauma. We were having such we were in a, such a hard place ourselves and we were continuing to pour out, pour out, pour out in church. Mm-hmm. And when we didn't feel appreciated for how we were pouring out, it was just like, we needed to move for the health of our family, for the health of ourselves. And we were able to, pour in a different church now. And we, like you said, you and your husband took a time like we're not even going to serve for a while Yeah, where we yep. been. And that's where we needed to be. Uh, but let's talk about this. Cause I'm like, yeah, until right now, I haven't talked about this on my podcast, on my social yeah. media, because there's people that we love that are still part of that church. Yes. We got so much out of that church that we're good things. So yes. let's talk about this church hurt and how often that is something that we have a hard time talking about with other Christians
1: I think we have such a hard time talking about it a lot of the reason for what you just said of I don't want to sound like I'm bashing anybody I don't want to mm-hmm. sound like I'm gossiping and that is, is an interesting like line to walk um, <laughs> yes. you know I don't want to like slip off and be like being super gossipy and talking crap and I, I think some of that healing makes that easier mm-hmm. like I'm not angry hurt by bitter towards any of like the institution or the people because it healed from what happened because it was five years ago yeah you know yeah. so or six years ago now but yeah I tell you know that that was I hated
0: writing <laughs> it was, the, I it was so like, hard. Like, should I write this should I not write this, yeah, write oh, this? yeah like I very I much knew I
1: needed to write it and that my publisher wanted me to write it and that it was like a necessary conversation but like you said I was just like I don't want people to read this and think I'm being a jerk. Yeah. But I just kind of tried to like fly over to you, tell the story of like, this is what happened and this is what hurt. And we left and we went to a different church and, you know, trying to address it from a place of compassion, knowing that severe hurt, some of the worst hurt that I've walked through in my life has been at the hand of believers. Yeah. And we have to be able to talk about that without it sounding like we're bashing the church. Like, it just needs to be a conversation because if it's not, then we're pretending like it's not happening. Right. So yeah, just kind of like the process that we went through. I personally have to, like, I have an isolation tendency. Like, I'm like, okay, we're done. We're done. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done forever, you know? And I just, Had to like, okay, no, God calls us to community. That's super clear in scripture. These are the benefits of it. Like just because we're humans and we're not going to do it perfectly. It doesn't mean you should opt out completely. And like you were saying, we set boundaries. We're not coming in hot, like trying to be known by everybody. We are here to get poured into, heal. And then like after a little while, we started volunteering in the nursery and going to bible studies and serving on different teams and it was a slow process like into it like I said because we had to heal and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the problems we're seeing unfortunately is because like people aren't taking the time to heal because they don't know how because it's hard right so like let's talk about it
0: (laughs) yeah and I think you know part of uh, looking back, and it's so much easier. Like, like how you said, like this is six years now. Like looking back, you could see, like my husband and I can see, like we were in an un- like unhealthy serving other people. Yeah, with milk getting poured into, it was a very unhealthy place. And it took the hard thing that happened for us to move and realize that, and realize what we needed, and to get the help we needed, and be able to chill for a while. Yeah, and just get get poured into for a while and i think if like at the moment i'm like i don't understand like like you love jesus like how can you not be listening to what i'm saying right now You're right we like, really not agree. grief we both love god in this moment. yeah i not agree on this one thing and i realized later that the situation needed to happen so we can get to a place where we got mm-hmm. out of that unhealthy serving and pouring out and uh Giving without getting poured into, and now we're at a much much healthier healthier place. And I think so many times we think it's people at odds when God really has a different plan for us and wants to move us right. in a different direction. And this is 100%. a different season for our family. Um, it just took a hard thing off to get us in the direction where right. we really need to be. This is yeah. good, I, like I like I was listening to the audiobook. I'm like I needed her. talk about that because i need to start like just not like you said bashing people but letting people other people know that maybe going through the same thing that maybe god has a different place for you for a different reason maybe well that's what i was gonna say oh yeah good
1: good good just the, the the idea that like do we really believe that god can use everything for like our good and his glory do we really believe he's as good as he says He is? do we really believe that he doesn't just love us he likes us mm-hmm. that kind of changes everything when you are walking like last year kind of sucked
0: honestly mm-hmm. like
1: it was it was it, like if my years do this it was one of these down here <laughs> like it just and like outside looking in, like my book came out, like all this, Jeremy left his job, like it was great year, but it also was heavy and it was hard and it was like just uh, like just so much therapy, so much therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and so like, but I also can look back and say that last year was different than the bad years before it. Because the whole time I was like, I don't know what God's doing, but it's not going to be boring. Like, I don't know what God's doing, but here we go, you know? And sometimes with that attitude, like sometimes with an attitude of like, I don't get it, but okay, you know? Yeah. But I I think that that, cha- like, that just changes your whole experience. And that's not like a, oh, look, I trust God more than you do. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it was... Like year after year after year of that
0: before I was finally like,
1: oh, wait, things are way better when I'm not trying to do it myself.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. It's like this, this, it's like growing your faith muscle. I love Kristen said, I don't know what God's doing, but it's not going to be boring. She says I love this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's like growing your faith muscle, and so many times it's like, well, this is happening, but you showed up when that happened, and you showed up when exactly. That happened. And this led me to that. So it does get to this place where in the moment, yes, this stinks. Yes, you don't want to go through it. This is really hard. But something's going to happen because God has showed up there, there, and there, and there. And so it does, yeah. like, change things when you learn to trust him. And I think you talked about that, too, somewhere in the book. <laughs> somewhere in the book, you yeah. like growing the trust that God is going to do something with this
1: yeah that he's going to be who he says he is that he's never changed that the god of abraham is the god of 2022 and like if he was faithful then he's going to be faithful now and like he can't be anything else like he can't not be good and faithful and holy and righteous and so what is the point of living my life in not when i have access So the guy that's like got it figured out. Yeah. And this is like, life is really hard sometimes because we live on a fallen earth with broken people. That does not mean that God is not who he says he is.
0: Yeah. The thing I tell myself is he loves me more than anyone and he knows everything. Mm -hmm. So because of his love for me, he knows this is going to hurt in the moment, but something is going to come out of it.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to say, like, I I don't know that the, I don't think that there's a guarantee in scripture that we will understand yeah. every bad thing that's ever happened to us and be able to see it for the greater good. Like, I don't that is not promised. Sometimes it really does just take being like, I may not get to see the good. Yeah, that's hard. Like, mm-hmm. but do I still believe that he is good? Yes. You know?
0: That's good. I've been reading through Job, preparing for the our mm. daily Bible podcast. And I'm like, this is a, like, he lost all his kids, all his sheep, all his goats, all his servants, like, this is hard. And this one verse that just stands out to me, I think it's in Job 14 something, but he talks about, like, all this stuff's happening, he goes, but I know my Redeemer lives, and someday I will stand before him in glory. And I'm like, yeah. like, if I could get one thing out of the book of Job, which is so hard, yeah. Like hmm. the redeemer, the one who, and this was before Jesus, like he didn't know right. Jesus was coming, but the redeemer yeah. like, someday, like all this stuff is happening right now, but I know my redeemer lives and I stand before him. And then I don't need to understand everything. Like, yeah, we'll just be able to be with him and he will take care of it. And we don't have to understand everything. And I'm like, okay, that's like, right. I, that's been going over and over in my mind. Cause that's such a good thing. Like we don't have to understand and we can trust it's for a reason, we may never know. And
1: well, that- I look at the Old Testament, I'm like, these people had this kind of faith with the veil intact. Like, the veil yeah. had not yet been torn, you know? That's, like, just so crazy to me.
0: Yeah, so good. Okay, last thing I want to talk about, because I don't yeah. hear a lot of this, uh, which, guys, go get this book, because <laughs> I like. I needed it. I needed so many of these things to think through all. Anyway, it's really good go get this. So friendship breakups. Yeah. Yes. Again, this is another, these are like my awesome Christian friends that I love so much. And it's been one of the hardest things when you have this tight and you talk about the sweater and you're all mixed Mm -hmm. together and then all of a sudden it's like unraveling. And one thing that I really, really love that you said is like, you may never know if that friendship will come back together because I've had mm-hmm. early 20s, like my closest friendship, just for years. I'm talking like almost a decade. Yeah, it's just there's conflicts and people sinning and just stuff. And now we're still good friends. We weren't where we were, but you never know. Yeah, going to be resolved. So let's talk about this because I don't think people talk about this enough. In yeah. everyday life, how, how deep the hurts can be for, from yeah. friendships that break up? Well, it's crazy. I mean, the,
1: I kind I think I kind of tell the story like stories like a little bit all over the place. But from 2019 to 2020, I had like four massive friendship breakups. Like I'm just one after another, after another, after another. Like just kind of, God just kind of like wiped my life out (laughs) um which like lending to itself itself to the conversation we were just having Mm -hmm. like I can now see the good that he was doing and and the things that only he could do with that but I guess after like the fourth one (laughs) (laughs) I was like am I the only one and I remember I don't remember exactly what it was but I put something out in my stories just kind of like vague, but, uh, this is hard. And I, you know, like my inbox like blew up and it just start, I mean, very slowly talk about walking a fine line. And I did not always do it perfectly. Like I know that there are things that I would go back and not say today that I said with genuinely with good intentions, but now looking back, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it didn't, it didn't land, you know? Um, I just kind of like made it less about the breakup and why it happened and how it happened and what you're left with, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the wreckage that's left behind and how do you learn to trust again and how do you make friends again and how do you sift through what this person told you about yourself and why the friendship ended and it it's just so much. Relationships of any kind ending is just messy and it's chaotic and it's hard and nobody wants to talk about it because I think we think we're going to have to talk about the people that the relationship has ended with it doesn't always have to go that way like you can use discernment figure out how to navigate this conversation and it not be gossip and also I think it's like acknowledging that this happens. yeah because I think Christians want to have a very like friends are friends forever <laughs> and like BF, like, we all love on?
0: Jesus. So we're all going to get along.
1: Right. And that's just not, it's not biblical. It's not realistic. And so if relationships are going to end, obviously we're hoping that that's not the majority, but if they're going to end, well, why don't we talk about like doing that well mm-hmm. so that we can like honor God, even when our relationships go south.
0: Yeah. And I think with, I mean, just sinful people in relationships and uh, looking back at my like very closest friends that our relationship ended and now we're thankfully friends again, yeah. not, not the same level. But I was so judgy, <laughs> and she was mm-hmm. like, I mean, making not the right choices, but yeah, I, I can see why. And looking back now, I'm like, I was not kind. Like I could have done things differently. I could have had more empathy and compassion, and you know, all these things. I think we can definitely look at ourselves and see what changed or what we can change mm-hmm. but also I think there are some relationships that are just not healthy for us they got yeah I think
1: that there's a big difference between like I think that there are truly toxic relationships mm-hmm. it doesn't even necessarily mean that either person is toxic right you just might be really I've had a, right. a boyfriend like that like I don't think he's a bad guy we are just real bad together you yeah. know I think that there's that. And then I think that there's also like life is seasonal and, you know, you and your friend were in seasons where you were oil and water and it wasn't working. And so Mm -hmm. you needed to take some time and figure your stuff out. You had to figure out you were being judgmental. She had to figure out that she was like giving you (laughs) things to judge about, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, the hope is you come back together. The reality is is that sometimes the pain is too deep. Sometimes it did get too messy. Things were said, things were done. And it's like, we don't come back from this, but I really do forgive you. I really do love you. I really so want the best for you from over there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's like 50 different ways that can go more than that.
0: Yeah. So good. Okay. There's so much more we could talk about, <laughs> I mean, we didn't the other chapter, but what I love, like the overview thing is that reading this has helped me think through things, think through relationships, think through forgiveness. I love you talk about fake forgiving. I fake forgive for many yeah. years. Like, oh, yeah. Am I fake forgiving? And yeah. I think this is why, I mean, I love this book so much. It's like, oh, she felt this. I feel this. I mean, it just helps to get these conversations out there. And so I'm so thankful that you took the time that you you. wrote this book and that you continue to be a voice out there. You're like, well, let's talk about this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, I don't want to offend anybody. But I think the more real we can be with each other, the more we can uh, just help each other realize like, okay, none of us have it all together. None of us are perfect. All of us are going through hard stuff. All of us have been through trauma and just let's talk about it. We don't even have to always agree in fact, we won't about everything, but let's just have some conversations. And so I am so told that this is the first book I finished of the year. And so I'm just looking forward to the conversations that are going to yeah. come from this. Oh, thank you so much. This was the best. Yeah. So again, the book is Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Real life talk about all the things Christians aren't sure we're supposed to say and why they matter to God. So thank you for taking the time to have these conversations, to speak into our lives. And I know you want to continue to have conversations with people. So where can people connect with you? Of course, go get the book. Yeah. But where can they continue to talk with you and connect with you online?
1: Yeah, I am the girl named Blake on Instagram. That's pretty much where I am. Most of the time we were talking before we started recording about I have got to expand my platforms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have pigeonholed myself, but I'm very active on Instagram and my podcast. Those are really the two places,
0: and my yeah. newsletter. Yeah, I'm and sure the podcast work, and they can find it wherever. And it's the Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Yep. So it's yep. the same name as the book. Easy to uh, remember. Easy to remember. And you could go and be a part of these conversations. Well, thank you, Blake, thank so you. much for being here. I have loved it. Thank you. for tuning in to the trisha goyer show i hope you received help and inspiration that's what i'm here for now remember if you would like to submit a question email it to hello at trishagoyer.com, and i can't wait until we connect again